Hello, friends, and welcome to the final episode of Starcross Storytime. I'm your host, Alex Roberts. If you're listening to this on release day, you still have time to back the Starcrossed Kickstarter if you haven't had a chance. Some of our exciting higher-level reward tiers are still available, and we're pushing for an incredible final stretch goal. Go to kickstarter.com and search for Starcrossed, and I think you'll be delighted. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported us thus far, and thank you to Bully Pulpit Games and our backers in particular for letting me do this project. It was a lot of fun. So let's chat with our final set of guests. So folks, I am here with Kira McGron, amazing game designer, and Sean Nittner, project manager at Evil Hat and organizer of Big Bad Con, one of my favorite cons. Uh, Thank you both so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having us here. It's really cool to talk about this game. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Let's start with... Where were you? When and where did you uh, get to play Starcross? Yeah, it was in my house uh, during Origins last year. I think we had just finished Origins. We were all visiting with you, Kara, and Alex, who had told us about it, and we're like, yes, absolutely want to play. Can we play right now? And behind us were a bunch of people watching Ultimate Beastmaster, having (laughs) a real, real good time. As we were like sitting. We were sitting at the edge of the table, like quietly giggling and playing this game with that as a backdrop. It was it was pretty cool. It was pretty magical. It was it was a good context. I thought. <laughs> uh, so, what was the what was the fictional setting? Uh, what was the pairing that you two came up with? Well, I remember we we were a werewolf and a vampire. Yeah, we were, we were Michael and Dina. Yeah, and I, I think that we picked those because vampires and werewolves are always fighting and it's like classic source of, you know, of tension between two people or monsters, as it were. Yeah, and I think we wanted, I mean, it felt like in one way really kind of cliche or campy to do it, but in another way it was really fun to just like embrace the monstrousness of the characters and... Yeah, and just see where that would go because in other in other games, like that tension might be there but not have an opportunity to play out. And this one, I knew it was going to because that's what it's all about. So which one of you is the vampire and which one of you is the werewolf? Well, I was the vampire and Sean was the werewolf. Yep. I think I think we discovered the role. I, I'm pretty sure the, the 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 role was whoever says that they want to be lead. The other person is, but I don't know if we played that. I think we kind of weren't sure. We were both like, I don't know, maybe you could be the lead. So I ended up playing the lead, which of Michael. I don't know though. I, I have thoughts that maybe Kira should have been. And then afterwards, I was like, hmm. But that's I'm sure it comes later in the in the questions. Well, I'm I'm actually very curious about that. So Kira, you were the follow. Did you enjoy that role? Was it challenging for you? Oh, absolutely. I enjoyed it because it was challenging. <laughs> It was really hard for me to take that role in a flirtatious or romantic setting playing a vampire. It was like all of these things on top of each other. I'm like, no, vampires are fierce and they're, you know, they get what they want. And I'm like picturing myself as Kate Beckinsale in Underworld or something. And it was really funny to like have to wait and restrain myself. It was an interesting mind trick basically (laughs) (laughs) but sean it it sounds like you also maybe 
or, or, or did you relish the role of lead? What was that like? It's similar. I enjoyed it, but I spent a lot of it brooding and being kind of like making gestures and like really thoughtful glares. And I, and I wasn't always sure that I was giving Kira like ample, you know, things to interact with. I was like, well, if I'm leading, I have to like, I have to bring something, you know, I have to bring something to respond to, to, to the table. And a lot of our early interactions were like these very like tense stares. And sometimes we were also doing horrible things like massacring our kin, but our actual interactions with each other weren't super verbal, which was both hot and also difficult. Like it was, it was like, I thought it was great, but it, it definitely added a challenge for sure. No, I agree. I just remember being more frustrated that you were communicating like as a werewolf, like as werewolves do, like very broody and like with, you know, with looks instead of words. And I was like, I, I'm waiting for you to say something, but you're not saying anything. What are you going to say? And it's just, it was a classic, like, um, Anais Nin thing where she, she so Anais Nin wrote a lot of erotic fiction and the, the people she wrote for would always she would write for these men and they would say yeah I want like really lurid descriptions of sex in the bedroom just like you know all of the just describe the sex happening to me and Anais would be like well actually it's everything that happens before that that's important that's the hot stuff <laughs> and I think that's what like our delayed frustration definitely added to the game like Sean you you making your world of not saying anything for a long period of time definitely added to that feeling, I, think. <laughs> I thought it was in the spirit of the game as well <laughs> to brood oh you gotta brood I mean that's just that's following the fiction right memorable moments are there are there particular moments from playing the game that really stand out for you I, I have a couple. Most of them involve Dina, which is probably the, I mean, most of them are about Dina rather, which is, which is I think the right way. Uh, so in the beginning, I think we framed the first scene in a graveyard um, because yeah, that's totally where vampires and werewolves go to meet. And uh, there was this, it was our introduction, but it clearly wasn't like the first time we'd met it was the first time that we had like taken this role of like scions of our of our respective clans and um i remember the way sort of you described it dina in the moonlight and like our real tentative like dance to even like there was this clear like yeah we're super hot for each other but also we could kill one another sort of right from the get-go and that 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 sort of like violence under the that like underlying violence or potential violence kept coming back so there's like another scene where we opened up we had just like killed some vampires and werewolves that like were going to get in our way or they, that wanted proceedings to go in a certain way and that was sort of like the background texture for it yeah, both of those stood out a lot as the, the sort of monstrousness of our characters being at, at the forefront as well as their attraction to each other. Yeah, I agree. But the danger kind of amped up the, we have to be more secretive because everything's dangerous and we're dangerous actually. And can we control ourselves? <laughs> yeah, phys physical violence was definitely a metaphor for sexual tension as well. Like, like when we couldn't have one another, instead we just 
yeah, <laughs> did other <laughs> did other things to release that that energy, that pent up energy. It's really nice to yeah, it's really nice to explore those shadowy things in a role playing game within the safety of a of an imaginary story. Yeah, absolutely, the monster love metaphor thing. It's it's good. And you're saying like within the safety of the setting, one thing that really like stood out to me was how something that we could do at the table that was kind of like innocuous, just the way Kara and I and you as a facilitator like interacted in safe, innocuous ways that friends do, then like took on a, like a much deeper, sometimes more sinister, definitely like super sexy meaning within the game itself so like you could have a very fun interaction at the table and because we all know that this is about like fight 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 kiss 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 super (laughs) sexy times like anything we said at the table was like way more hot and steamy in play or anything we did at the table so that was also really fun that it didn't it made like just the fun play of being together also channeled really well into the game itself Thank you, Sean. I think that's insightful. And I did very much enjoy the handful of times I got to refuse to answer a question that one of you had and instead sip my glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that's the the playtesting power move, maybe. That was a very strong power move. Absolutely. For for me, it was taking my time pulling the blocks and pausing uh, when a block was halfway out. That was my... That was my power flirtation move because <laughs> it was so agonizing. I know. And just like have a block almost out, but not, you know, and like pausing, talking a little bit and then continuing. That was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> the handling of the power was in and of itself like the superior flirtation <laughs> move. <laughs> well, the fact that you have to touch it is so good. Like to talk, you have to touch the tower, which just, oh my God, that's so great because there's a very tactile, sensual element there that is just literally touching a wooden block, right? There's nothing to it per se, but in game it's whoo. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the <laughs> idea, right? That the tower serves as this like magnet for feelings and like a sponge for feelings. Like all of the feelings that you have, they can just go directly into the tower and that's fine. Would you play again? Absolutely. Considering that I have several times, I would say <laughs> yes, for sure. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> I actually have this, uh, I have one like pre-made in my mind that I want to do like the two characters from Hannibal. Like like a psychology session type of thing or psychologist and serial killer yeah yeah very like also dangerous i guess there's a there's a running theme with the thing yeah (laughs) what else have you done with it though sean so i i obviously have have real a real enjoyment for people in confined spaces because the other games that i've played i played with kitty at pax unplugged and we um we were both people in a uh, escape pod and we we're pressed up against each other. Of the Like physically, uh, we had maybe six inches between us the entire game, our characters. And woo, that one was steamy too. And then just recently, flying, I played with Tomer and we were both, we were in a plane and we were playing characters in a plane. And so we were stuck next to each other in the plane as we were playing. So yeah, I must really like people in confined spaces and having to deal with their feelings (laughs) because it's a reoccurring theme for me. (laughs) And Kara, you know, um, while I was, I, I looked at a lot of art 
uh, when uh, trying to find an illustrator and trying to do like some art direction for them. Uh, so I, I found all of these like beautiful illustrations of interesting pairings and sort of doomed looking pairings. And I found this beautiful piece of like a merman and this harpy guy, like a bird man. And they were like sitting on a rock and they were like gazing at each other longingly. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's beautiful. But then I, I found the context in which it was posted and looked a little more carefully. And the, the harpy and the merman were actually uh, the two guys from Hannibal. Like I think the, <laughs> I think the one guy is Mads Mikkelsen. I don't know the other man's name. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. <laughs> Okay, so I think we should wrap up, but do either of you uh, have any last thoughts? Kira, you're a you're a game designer. Do you have like designy thoughts about the game? Oh, I mean, I, I love how it made me feel things. That's probably my favorite part about it. I, like, uh, it, it's just really smart in how it kind of, the, the mechanics um, successfully produce the type of play like emotionally that it's going for so that so that was lovely i mean it was very very easy and straightforward but was still very compelling even though it's kind of like a short story type of game yeah i have i have some designy thoughts as well one one of them is that uh, i really love how the game formalizes flirting because i think it gives us this opportunity to like ex- to like interrogate that 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 the role of the lead and the and the follow sort of shows the asynchronousness of flirting where there's like a pursuer and a pursuee and and you have a chance to like analyze that and play with that in the game in a healthy friendly way and um and i think it's it's it was so great to like give that to, to, to build to have that framework built into the game so that as players you could just really enjoy it but looking back on it you can like see like oh hey that's how these interactions went so it, it made the game fun to reflect on later um, and then the other thing I just love is that it by dis- defining why you want to be together and why you can't be together it instantly creates the boundaries of the game and I think that's really good for consensual play and making sure everybody's like on board with the same type of story because if we know why we can't be together and why we want to then we're not going to like get into areas or or we I don't think we're as likely to get into areas that the other person's uncomfortable with because we've kind of made that sandbox for ourselves by, by doing the setup so I really loved both of those things. I was really happy about that when I was playing it and I've played it since then. Rad. That's that's really uh, very insightful and very lovely from both of you. So uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you again. Thank you both so much. Thank you. 